Do not be afraid, just have faith. How often are we tested in this department, brothers and sisters, and no differently this week, amongst many of the other things that are very unpleasant to be aware of on the news, we saw the goings-on and we, and, and we consider, and close to our hearts are the goings-on in Surfside, Florida right now with the tragedy that took place a couple of days ago and continues to this point. And this one strikes close to home because at least one person that we know about here, our St. Margaret Mary community, a beloved teacher in our St. Margaret Mary school, has an aunt in that building that lived on the fourth floor of one of the towers that came down. So our prayers are with her family in a special way, along with all the other families affected at Surfside. Indeed, our prayers are with all of our brothers and sisters who have faced the possibility of death, are facing the possibility of death within their family, with themselves, or have experienced death. We know even just this morning, another beloved member of our St. Margaret Mary staff lost their mother. And it goes on and on. The, the prayers of the faithful every week are full of our brothers and sisters who have passed. So we are called to have faith, are we not? And Jesus asks us, do not be afraid, just have faith. Easier said than done sometimes. But you know, we see in the gospel today a beautiful example of two people who had great faith in the face of adversity, in the face of illness, and then another in the, in the face of potentially losing his 12-year-old daughter. So we, we see a woman sandwiched into this, to, to this scenario. It starts out with Jairus, a synagogue official whose daughter is on the verge of death, and he comes to Jesus. Inside of that, we see a woman who had been afflicted with hemorrhaging for 12 years, and it said that she had suffered at the hands of many doctors. And yet here she was called to have faith, and faith she did have. She went out and, suck, um, she went out and sought out a young man in Jesus and, and touched the hem of his garment. And she had so much faith that by touching the hem of his garment, Jesus felt the power leave his body, and she was healed. And then he blessed her and sent her on her way, and he commended her for her amazing faith, faith even in, in the midst of all of that suffering. And what an amazing thing there because, you know, Jesus not only cured her hemorrhaging and cured her physical health, he restored her to community. At the way things were for her, she probably wouldn't have even been able to go to the temple to worship because she would have been considered to be unclean. She would have been on the fringes of society looking in, wishing that she was able to engage with family and the community in a meaningful way. No, Jesus healed her of that. He brought her back into community. He brought her back into standing with her people. He allowed her to go back to the temple and worship the way she wanted to, and he cured her healing. Our God is a powerful God. Our God can overcome anything, even death. And this we see with Jairus. Jairus has a 12-year-old daughter, and she's on the verge of death. And the people let, Jesus, or let Jairus know and Jesus know that the young daughter has passed away. And Jesus says she's only sleeping. That's all death is to Jesus. It's just sleep. And he, he overcomes it. He commands it. He... he, he um, he, he is the victor over it. He beats it. So what a, what a beautiful thing we see the 12-year-old girl arise. And an interesting point, the word arise that was used in this particular um, scenario that, that Jesus used was the very same Greek word that was used to 
uh, describe Jesus' own resurrection. So we see that we see the power that Jesus has and the example that he gives us in his resurrection. So what do we do with this? Well, there's never, I, I can't remember the last time three scriptures in the liturgy dovetailed so well together. It's so beautiful. You know, the, I think one thing that's very important um, in the first reading, the book of wisdom tells us, it reminds us, God has nothing to do with death. It's easy for us sometimes as humans to blame God or to assign God the responsibility for our dying. To say, oh, well, you know, God wanted that person in heaven. God took that person away. No, it says there in the book of wisdom, God did not create death. God did not bring it into existence. This is the work of Satan, the devil, brothers and sisters. And death is, is our common enemy and our greatest enemy. But our God has nothing to do with it. Our God conquers death. That's the word I was looking for a few, a few minutes ago. God conquers death. How beautiful. And yet he asks us, do not be afraid, have faith. He always asks us for a buy-in, doesn't he? But it's just that. Do not be afraid and have faith. We have so many different instances in our life and the things that happen around us with death being the main one that where we can put that into effect and remember that and calm our hearts with that admonition from Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid, have faith. So in the second reading, it gets a little more personal, our role in all of this with our brothers and sisters. St. Paul talks about Jesus being rich, and yet he gave those riches to us to lift us up and heal us and make us better, restore us to community, restore us ultimately to everlasting life the way we were meant to be by our God, by our Father in heaven. He, Jesus asks us to have an active part in this with our brothers and sisters. And that's why we pray for the two sisters of our community that we mentioned at the beginning and for all of our brothers and sisters who suffer or face trials, tribulations, even death. We pray for them and remember them in prayer. And Paul goes even further. He shows us how we can emulate the way Jesus poured out his riches on our behalf. He said that nobody should ever be poor in our community. For when one person is feeling poor, when one person is down, the person who has much, the person who has strength imparts that, pours it out to his brothers and sisters and lifts them up. And then in return, that person, when lifted up, pours it out to the brother or sister who is down. So we share the richness that Jesus gives us. Where do we find that richness? How do we get it? Two ways come to mind immediately. In the sacraments, where we receive the body of Christ and where we experience Christ and the various sacraments available to us, and then taking those sacra sacraments, internalizing them, allowing them to make, make us the body of Christ. And then we become the body of Christ. So in community, we lift each other up. We become Christ to one another here in this room. We come together, we love one another, we pray for one another, we lift one another up, we look after one another's needs. But it all starts here at the altar where Father will soon raise the host and the chalice yet again and invite us to the table of the Lord where we become the Lord. Another beautiful thing to do, and a lot has been made lately of the fact that the bishops are coming together and writing a document on, on the Eucharist and what it means in our lives. What does it mean in our lives? We've heard reports, brothers and sisters, that as, as many as 78% of our brothers and sisters around the world don't believe in the real presence. Father Walsh always recommends that we spend some time adoring the Eucharist, some quiet time with the sacrament here in the chapel or in adoration and, and pondering it, just being close to Jesus and letting him talk to our heart. 
Let's really open our heart and think about who Jesus was. Father also pointed out in his weekly reflection that goes out on Facebook and in social media, he said, this same Jesus that healed the widow, the same Jesus that raised Jairus' daughter, he's the same Jesus that we encounter in the Eucharist, brothers and sisters. We're going to take that very same Jesus into our bodies tonight. And then we are asked to go out and share it with our brothers and sisters and with an ailing world. So let's do that with confidence because Jesus tells us, be not afraid, just have faith. Amen.